Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. That's the magswag.com studios. My name is Michael Beer, host for the, uh, for the program here. We've got about two hours. We'll be together talking to you about all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, as you know, I do not do the show uh, by myself. I, uh, I do this with uh, my, my compatriots around the room here. Let me go around the room real quick. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great. And he sounds like, he sounds like he's wrestling. He sounds like he's got, a, he's got a runner, folks. He's got one down the ground. <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the he's on the right. The great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. I got him on the ropes. I he's, got him on the. He's ropes. on the rope. He's giving him the rope a dope, sir. He's giving him the rope a dope. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Doing well. You are. Uh, let's see. I want to make folks know because everybody knows you're pushing the. Uh, you're pushing the big rig, the eighty thousand pounds of uh, of screaming steel and sex appeal. You are. You're driving down the highway. Where 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 are you today? Actually, I've already done my driving. I will be making some noise in the background because I'm at my terminal, and I have to drop off the trailer, steal the truck, fill out some paperwork, and all the all the behind the scenes stuff. Not the not the glory of you know just running down the highway. Yeah, because you know, listen. When people watch the TV show, they see the driving the truck, the fun stuff. You know, they see you you're out there solving crimes and, and delivering the goods. They never get to see the paperwork part afterwards. <laughs> the paperwork part is the is the is the yeah. is the realistic part that they never get to see on the TV show. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yep. Job's not done until the paperwork's done. Exactly right, and that's not just for eating at Waffle House. That's that's what they say. Um, the <laughs> the um, or oral the, the where where'd you get to go this week? Anything cool? Anything exciting? See anything special? Any big you know giant balls of uh, of twine or anything on the side of the road? Anything cool? No. Well, unfortunately for them, the coolest thing I saw was uh, a couple of accidents. Uh, I did see someone that uh, some way somehow lost control, and uh, the car slid off down into uh, looked like a small creek. Um, but I don't. I don't feel anyone was injured because uh, there was just somebody standing on the on the uh, bank of it, just standing there, kind of aimlessly looking down at the car. That as I drove by, I could see that you know just you know there on its side. 
What uh, what state was that in? That was in Florida. In Florida. Okay, so it could have been a creek or a crick, depending on what part of Florida. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. That's good. And uh, and listen, if it all works out, we'll have you uh, back here in the studio with us. If not, we'll just keep you right here on the uh, on the tr- on the uh, on the truck line. The you know the the truck phone the the eight hundred truck line number will keep you here with us and uh, we'll we'll do it that way so it's it's easy enough um, yeah um, this week I got to go to um, and listen folks we know there's a lot of news this week but uh, we're gonna get some of this little uh, you know back and forth and everybody wants to know how how me and Earl spend our weeks because we don't we're not on the radio all week long so they're curious so so we're letting them know uh, I, I went to Sun and Fun Sun and Fun is like the second biggest air show in the country and probably like the third or fourth biggest in the world. Uh, and they didn't have it last year right. here in Florida. And I got to go this year and actually went as a member of, of Arms Room Radio and a member of media and, um, and got to see some, some really cool, like, crossover products, like, you know, like uh, uh, survival gear and, uh, um, uh, and, 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 and field gear and stuff like that that, that you know, p- pilots would also use. And um, got some cool, uh, some cool product reviews. And over the next couple of weeks, you know, listen, we'll be playing those. So it's uh, it was it was a really great experience to go there. It's a is a huge crossover between firearms and aviation, and I didn't I didn't know that until we got invited to uh, to that a couple of weeks back. So it was it was actually re- really cool to 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 take those two, you know, uh, you know, you get two hobbies, and then you find out they uh, they they go together. It was like watching, you know, Scooby Doo goes to Gilligan's Island. It was like, wow, this is great. Or Globetrotters go to, you know, Gilligan's Island. It was pretty cool. Well, Mike, don't you remember that customer brought in that uh, Bushmaster pistol in uh, five five six? That uh, it was a actual military issue pilot firearm, just I, in case they, uh, yeah, yeah, they they were downed. That's exactly what it was. It and was that was one of the yeah. one of the uh, coolest different firearms i had ever seen it was it folks it, and um you know i have to post up some info on that see if we could find it it was a it had come from a uh, you know like a like a really weird offshoot ar design uh and had been turned into a comp- you know a small uh, uh you know compatible not compatible uh um uh it was compatible with ar but like for, with for the magazine but it was it was really truly small in the way that they could use it and so if a pilot had to bail out they just have a pistol they could actually have a rifle, and I believe it was it was a Vietnam era design, if I recall. Earl. Yeah, I, I believe so too. Uh, it was very small, compact. That way, it, it could fit in the bailout bag, or uh, took up very, very little space in the cockpit. As we all know, most of the time, especially on the fighters, you, you don't ride the plane; you wear it. Oh boy! Oh, a- a- absolutely, and everything that that if you have to get out. If it's not strapped to you on your on your vest, it's not going with you. You know, it's not it's not like you've got time to pack a bag and get out. You know, you don't you don't even get to take a, a bailout bag. You know, you just go with what's ever strapped to you or the chair that uh, that you're riding the rocket engine on. Yeah, it launches out with you. It's kind of along the lines of carrying one in the chamber. You know, yeah, well, I, I don't need to worry about strapping it to me. I'll have time. I uh, don't think so. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You know, in fact. Um, I got to use one of the lines the other day. Somebody asked me, um, "Do you have any history of mental illness in your family?" And I said, "Yeah, I had a, I had an uncle that didn't carry one in the chamber." Because <laughs> it's true. I've had customers ask me clarify, clarifying on, or ask for clarification on that question, and I always told them it was a safe bet. Like the wife calling you crazy doesn't count. 
judge. Yeah, exactly right. You got to hear it from the judge. Exactly right. Well, it sounds like it was a it was a good week ahead by uh, by you and I. Unfortunately, the you know we we see that there's a, a, a another shooting that's gone on in Indianapolis. In fact, when we get back from the break. That's what we're going to be talking to you about. Um, uh, you know, some of the facts that we know there, and some of our opinions and beliefs about what has gone on in Indianapolis. So uh, we do know that, uh, uh, according to reports, according to the police, according to the news up there, eight, eight individuals have died. I, and I don't believe that includes these, the suicide by the shooter. So it's either it's either eight or nine total, but eight victims. And uh, listen, I'm not going to call the suicide by shooter that guy a victim. That guy just, uh, that guy needed to go, you know. So if, if that happened, then, then, you know, he's gone and oh well. Um, but we'll, we're going to yeah. we're going to delve into that a little bit, um, and what that means, you know, what that means towards the uh, the national outlook here uh, you know, for what uh, the Biden administration is pushing on gun control. So we're definitely going to we're going to dig into that a little bit as well. Um, then after that, we've got. Uh, do you, you remember you remember Clint uh, Clint Macro from uh, the uh, uh, the Meet the Pressers? I know you know Clint. We're uh the name doesn't sound familiar. I think you did more of the Meet the Pressers than ah, I did. Okay. Well, Clint's going to be with us, and he's going to tell us about his journey from everyday regular guy to having his awakening and becoming an instructor and an activist in the Second Amendment, and it's a really great story, and Clint's a really good friend of the program, and uh, looking forward to having him on uh, at the bottom of the hour. So, folks, stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We'll be back after the break. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. kel See more at kel Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Great. Coming back. Here we go. All right, Earl, we're back. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. That's the magswag.com studios. Earl, busy week, busy week, busy, 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 and we've got uh, another piece of, uh, uh, you know, a, sh- a shooting incident that has occurred up in Indianapolis. You know, normally it seems like these things always happen Monday, Tuesday, and then when we get to talk to the folks, we're always a, a week behind. This one happened late Thursday night, early Friday morning, depending on where you were and which clock you're looking at. Um, this was in the FedEx facility in Indianapolis. This was a, a former employee. Uh, his name was uh, Brandon Hole, and um, you know normally we don't we don't give the name of the bad guy, but this guy's got the name Hole, and we can probably use that a lot to abuse him with. So, you know, you know yeah. just, just just because it's it sounds, a, sounds like he's a hole. It does sound like this. He might be the a. I'm not going to go there. Okay, um, he might he so 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 Brandon Hole. Uh, he he last worked at the company there in uh, in, in la- well last year 2020. Now, uh, you know everything I've seen so far says uh, you know unknown reason why unknown reason why. Uh, you, you, okay, all right, you got a kid with uh, a kid, an adult, young adult with a. Clearly, he's got some sort of mental issues going on. Uh, he gets fired from FedEx and then shows up, uh, you know, with the firearm. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't need to be you know. Uh, uh, Joe Friday here to figure out the motive on this guy. Okay, this is this is a kind of a no-brainer at at, at this point. So I, I don't know I don't know why we're yeah. being so cautious about uh, uh, for unknown reasons. Unknown reasons. Okay, all right. The, the, the kid's a, a nut job and he got fired. So you know he 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 sees you as the as the place that took away his ability to be a man and be an adult. Yep. There you go. There's there's your motivation right there. Um. He, uh, he began shooting randomly almost immediately after exiting his car, according to police. Uh, in addition to the eight that were killed, seven were also injured. Um, and then uh, he did uh, kill himself before police arrived. So, uh, uh, you know, first thing I want to say is, is that um, if, if you are not 
armed and, and able to defend yourself, uh, do not depend on the police to do it. The police do a wonderful job, do an incredible job, uh, and, and no matter what the Supreme Court says, we know they're there, there to protect and serve, especially in the light of everything going on today, and they continue to hold those jobs and gain those jobs as law enforcement. They are there to help. Unfortunately, it, you know, depending on where you are in the country, it might take five, eight, ten minutes. And if you're, listen, if you live out in the sticks, you might not see a cop for an hour. Um, this is in the city of yeah. Indianapolis, and it looks like all of this happened inside of five minutes. And before the police arrived, the bad guy had already, uh, you know, uh, ate his own gun. So if you're not able to protect yourself, do not depend on the police to do it. I, it's just, just facts. It's just numbers, you know. Uh, you know, 100,000 police officers, uh, you know, across the country. Uh, well, I, I'm sure that number's gone up. Um, you're looking at, you know, a half, a, half a million police officers. 100,000, I believe, was Florida last time I checked. Half a million police officers around the country. Uh, you know, 330 million citizens. Uh, they're not going to get there in time. They're not going to get there in time. Uh, the, no, they can't. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's just, you know, it's just it's numbers, and you can't, numbers don't lie. Uh, at least four of those killed were members of the Sikh community, uh, according to local media. Uh, a, a leader of the Sikh community told uh, news that the FedEx facility was known for employing m- members of the community uh, who did not speak uh, fluent English. Now, this is a, this is a uh, uh, listen, folks. This is a FedEx facility. It's not some place you go in and you talk to people and you get your baggages uh, or packages wrapped up and uh, they get sent off. This is one of those giant processing facilities uh, where. Throughout, you know, throughout the day, throughout the night, the FedEx planes are, are, are flying in. They get redirected and they head back out. Uh, um, UPS has a similar facility in Louisville. It's their national, or at least their East Coast reception center for, for, for packages and for shipping. And everything just gets turned around. People work through the night to turn these around. Um, as long as you can, uh, you know, take a box off a truck or a plane and put it onto a, a conveyor belt. That's, that's the, the qualification there. There is a large Sikh community in the Indianapolis area near the airport, which is why, you know, the, 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 the Sikh community has uh, um, uh, a large presence there, uh, you know, instead of just being a minority at, uh, as they normally would at the, at the facility in FedEx. So it's not like, the, the, I, my belief, they weren't targeted, Earl. They just happened to be a, a decent par- portion of the, the workforce there at the airport. Um, in, in Louisville... Yeah, yeah, in Louisville, a decent portion of the workforce in uh, UPS is soldiers because <laughs> uh, Fort Knox is right down the road, and many of them uh, only work, uh, the soldiers that are non, not combat armed soldiers, they only work the day shift, and so at night they're picking up extra hours over there at the UPS facility. So it's almost as if they had been involved. They could have said they, they targeted soldiers. No, they just happened to work there. That, that's all it was. So I've already seen the uproar about Oh, the Asian American community. Uh, listen, first of all, if you ask somebody from uh, where Sikhs come from, or, or you know, or e- even like India, or India is considered part of Southwest Asia, but ask any one of them if they're Asian, they'd say, "No, I'm Indian. I'm not Asian. I just, you know, it's just, it's the way we happen to classify things in America since the 30s. You know, when the FBI came out with classification. So, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the statement from FedEx said, of course. Uh, Census act of violence, we know that. Um, here's what we do know, Earl, because we've only got uh, you know about five minutes left before we have to jump to the break here, that this, this guy, Hull, Hull, had already been visited by the ATF. 19 years old, already visited by the ATF because his parents said, listen, uh, we think he's kind of wacky, and uh, he's got some stuff in his room we found, and he's got a shotgun, 
and uh, we're worried that uh, he could be doing some kind of mass shooting nonsense. So the FBI comes and investigates him. The FBI seizes his firearm. And guess what, Earl? All right, all right, Brandon, now go out and be a good boy. Oh. Are you again? Yep. Yep. How many times is this going to happen? Well, listen, we we know it's going to happen because it's the FBI, and we know what their agenda is. We know where the players are. Listen, how many times did you have to see, under the last administration, the FBI go against and opposed and work wholeheartedly against uh, the presidency? Because they, they want to see. They want to see firearms taken from the individuals. They want to see that. So, listen, if, if, if all we do is let him go and he happens to go buy another firearm, now, or we don't know yet. We don't know yet what kind of firearm was used. I'm sure it's going to be an evil assault rifle. The news media already had people talking about he had a submachine gun. Um, he had an assault rifle uh, and that he came out and started to shoot at people. Now, you know, of course, that's what it's going to be. Did he, did he go buy this firearm? Did he get a background check? No idea. But you know why they're hesitant to tell you if he did take a background check? Because the background check is supposed to solve the problem, Earl. It's supposed to solve the problem. We got right. the back. We did right. the background checks. Well, guess what? If the feds don't do their job when they find somebody that's making threats and put somebody on the no-buy list, guess what happens? Exactly what happened here. Folks, are you getting tired yet? Yep. Are you getting tired of being tricked? Are you getting tired of being fooled? Are you getting tired of this narrative? We want gun control. We're going we're gonna to put forth gun control legislation. And look, oh, oh, here's another mass shooting that we damn near put the gun in his hand. Are, are, are you not? Have you had it yet? Have you had it yet? Or, or are you fed up? Or, or, yeah, I mean, or at least had every opportunity to make sure he didn't put another firearm in his hand. Exactly right. And, and this is what happens. We're, no matter what they come out with, folks, there's going to be a formula that their laws didn't work. The laws they put in place to save the children didn't work. And, Earl, you know what they're going to want? More laws. More laws. He didn't follow the last law. We're going to make more laws. Oh, hell, last time I checked, murder was illegal. What do we need another law yeah. for that says you what, what you can and can't murder with? The time of day you can't murder. The type of people you can't murder. Murder's already illegal. This just, this just drives yeah, me nuts. I don't know how, how much stronger we, we can make that. Um, I, I, I do know there was one report of a co-worker that was in the parking lot, I guess on break when this happened, and made a break for his vehicle. I don't have all the, in, the, all the exact facts, folks, but it's, but it's reported that made a break for his vehicle to try and get his own firearm. Don't know if he got to it or not. That was one of the eight people that perished in this attack. Um, this just goes to stand by. Uh, listen, folks, if you have one of those employers that says you don't have the ability to defend yourself, you you need to, you that's something you need to examine. You need to examine if that's where you if if that's where you want to be. Do you have alternate methods? Do you have other things that you can do and you're satisfied you can defend yourself? Great. This guy, I don't know what his plan was, but it clearly didn't work out for that he was able to defend himself. That's what you need to be examining. When when your when your private employer wants to take away your constitutional rights from you, you need to examine if that's where you want to be. I, I I'm fed up with employers taking the rights of people away from them. I'm fed up with the government facilitating. I'm going to say it right now, Earl, facilitating this type of crime. That's what's happened here. The FBI had the yeah. chance to stop this guy just like they did the Parkland shooting, and they didn't, and they're going to try and blame it on Second Amendment and firearms. Oh, and, and don't forget Pulse, too. Uh, oh, the FBI was watching. Ex- yeah, while it was happening. Folks, you're listening to Arms Radio coming to live, yep. from, coming live from the 
MagSwag.com studios. We'll be back with Mr. Clint Macro. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. We got caught. When the time right. came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or... Back in one minute. One minute. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios. You are live. Coasting around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Earl, how you doing over there? How's things going in the yard? You, uh, you, uh, you make it through all right? You get, you get, you get, uh, get all the paperwork done? You get that truck uh, squared away? 
Oh, yes. I am actually in my car heading towards Location Bravo. Location Bravo. That's, that's great. It sounds like, uh, you know, I thought about it. Location Bravo, it sounds like it's our second place. You know, like Alpha would be the first and Bravo. But we know Bravo's numero uno. So we're good. Uh-huh. We're good. Thanks to our good sponsors there at uh, uh, Boundary Oak. So that's how we became Location Bravo. Long story, folks. Uh, we'll get it. To, we'll, get, well, I'll give you the reference. We'll, we'll go back to it another day. We got to, we got important people on the line right now. We have to get to, um, folks. Um, next guest here on the program is a, is a good friend of program, but a good friend of program for for many years. Uh, we've gone back and forth. We've done some projects together. He is uh, one of the co-hosts of Meet the Pressers. Uh, and, uh, and listen, I'm just going to jump right into it. Please welcome back to the program, Mr. Clint Macro. Hey Mike, how you doing, buddy? Clint, we are doing we're doing great. We're doing wonderful. Um, it's it's you know we're finally coming out of the uh, the COVID. Uh, de- I think nationwide, you know, we've been de- we've been one of the states where we've been out of it for almost a year now. But uh, it seems as though everybody else is locked down. And I've and I've been watching. I know we've been talking. We've been doing a lot of stuff back to forth, But we're watching everything you've been doing in the world of COVID. It seems as though you've almost upped your game as far as instruction and activism over the past year and, and absolutely impressed, sir. And we just wanted to talk to you about it. Sure, man. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried to keep things moving forward and not let government lockdowns and house arrest orders change the way I live my life as a free American. And, and, and that's, that's, that's exactly what I think everybody should be doing. You know, unfortunately we've got, you know, half the country are sheep, and uh, and and they're like, well, we were told to do this. Why wouldn't we do this? You know, it's it's uh, it's it's absolutely amazing to see that level of uh, of complacency amongst people. Um, Clint, before before we jump in there, though, um, you you started, uh, you know, I don't want to say recently, within the past, uh, you know, ten years or so, is when you've made the made the commitment towards, you know, firearms and firearms instructing and firearms activism. Tell tell everybody about it, what you were doing before that came around. Yeah, actually, I spent the first half of my adult life as a recording engineer and a producer. I've made a lot of records, uh, worked with a lot of different bands. I've played played in a lot of different bands, made a lot of music. Actually, I grew up, my family had a country band, so I would play bar gigs with my mom, and I played drums <laughs> starting when I was like maybe 10 or 11, I think. It was even far back as that. But... um uh, was in Pittsburgh at the time, uh, the early 90s. There were some commercial studios here, some pretty big commercial studios. And then uh, my wife and I moved out to Los Angeles in uh, the mid-90s, mid to late 90s. And we were out there for a number of years and did a lot of music, did a lot of sound for movies. Uh, so basically you go to go to Walmart and see some of those really bad horror movies that start <laughs> off with a blonde girl and like with no shirt on saying, is anyone in here? Right, right. And, you know, all those sounds, I, I probably did a lot of those movies that you see on the uh, racks at Walmart at, at Halloween. But yeah, I mean, that's that was always my life. And uh, my whole life also, I enjoyed shooting where I grew up. Like you got a gun before you could walk. So shooting was always a very... Uh, you know, one of my favorite things to do. And when I was out in L.A., uh, I was got into a little more of the gun activism thing because you have to be a diamond merchant to get a carry permit in Los Angeles mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. And I was never able to do that. And in the meantime, I was teaching at the Los Angeles Recording Workshop, teaching people how to mic up a drum kit and speak guitar player and get performances out of people, things like that. And um, my very very dear friend my best friend was also he was an armorer in the movies industry okay 
So he would blank adapt guns and make sure all the guns were safe and stuff on set and, you know, make Christian Bale look like he knew what he was doing with the <laughs> so, you know, the movie looked right. Right. And he would take me to the range with him. And, like, yeah, sure, let's go shooting. And when he would go, a lot of times he'd bring a girlfriend with him or some of the other guys that would go with his girlfriend. They'd be like, hey, Clint, teach them how to shoot pistol or whatever. Right. Like, I'm not an instructor. And I would go ahead and go ahead and do it. And I kind of had a knack for it. And they said, hey, you should become an instructor. I'm like, how do I do that? And they, you know, the NRA programs, they introduced me to the, you know, the NRA training programs. And so I found a training counselor out there and got my first certification and did it more as a hobby just here and there. And, and you know, a lot of, I could just say that I'm an NRA instructor and right. I just take some of the range and do lessons and stuff. And when uh, my wife and I decided to move back home to Pennsylvania in uh, 2010, we came back and... Um, the sportsman's club. I joined the sportsman's club before we bought our house. I drew a circle around the club, and I said, "I want a house in this, in this circle." And <laughs> they were doing NRA basic pistol classes once a week, like full, you know, the full formatted, full long classes. Okay. And I got a lot of time doing that, and I really enjoyed doing that. And so I started putting on a class for money here, a pay class there, doing a class for people at church. And I thought, you know what? I think I should dedicate time, effort, and energy to this. And then about 2013 is when I started the Trigger Presses Union and, like, really decided to make it a business. Right. But it wasn't till I did a class with a woman who said to me afterwards, she came up and, like, gave me a hug, and she says, because of what you taught me, I will never be victimized again. And that really made me realize the, the, the utter responsibility I had as an educator and how I was actually empowering people and giving them life-saving skills. And that's really when I uh, decided to kind of take it up a notch. And around that time is when I first discovered the USCCA's curriculum, which I believe is some of the best out there for right. personal defense. And I started working with Rob, Rob Pincus. I right. took a few of his classes, and that started me on that journey. And... It's, you know, I think God kind of puts doors in front of you sometimes. Yeah. People willingly walk through, and other times we walk past them, and sometimes he kicks our, kicks our butts through the door, and I think that's kind of what happened to me. I still have my studio, but i I got to be honest, uh, you know, aside from doing episodes of Meet the Pressers in my control room, I don't use the studio that much anymore. I'm out on the road teaching and, and empowering my fellow citizens and empowering instructors to empower our fellow citizens to... Uh, take on that responsibility to be not only armed but well-regulated and be their own family first responders. You know, I have a question I want to ask you. I want to preface it with, you mentioned some of the organizations that you can get certifications through. Obviously, the NRA has that, and you could start from, you know, the basic pistol all the way up through, listen, you know, the training counselors. I mean, the NRA has a great training program establishment for certifications i mean and, and they're diverse as well i mean they they have you know their, their rifle they have shotgun they have black powder they have they have the 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 home you know defense of the home they have everything um the uscca tim schmidt's oh, organiz- tim schmidt's organization there you know they they started out with on the education side and 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 him and his people there have built uh an, an incredible a base of of coursework that you could get certified in and then obviously we we, we know that uh, the ice rob's organization uh, you know, is, is, is training, training, training. And, and the training that they do there has been exceptional. Earl and I have, have taken some of the training with Rob and, and, and have always loved uh, that, that training atmosphere that, that they promote. It's, 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 a, it's a great 
It's a great thing. Now, but and you've gone through all three and gotten like uh, you know uh, the black belt level of each one, just to explain it to everybody there of what you've done and all of those. And one you've done most recently there with uh, uh, with with ICE, I think it was where you where you obtained you know, their black belt basically. Well, I don't know if I'd say it's it's the black belt, but I, <laughs> that was a long journey. I just I just recently became uh, certified, like an official certified uh, instructor for the Intuitive Defensive Shooting Program, which many people probably know that as it, it used to be called Combat Focus Shooting. Right. And a couple of years ago, Rob recognized that the branding, you know, Combat Focus Shooting meant something different in two thousand in the year two thousand than it does now. Exactly. Course, you yeah. Know, the years in the Iraq and Afghanistan, people think it's rolling around in plate carriers and camis. Right, right. And that's not what that is about. So I actually I have a great deal of respect for him where he took his brand that he spent a decade building and said, you know what, we're going to change the name of it. I thought that was pretty bold. So the Intuitive Defensive Shooting Program is, is really kind of like the next step from what I was doing with the uh, – defensive shooting fundamentals program that he and USCCA uh, developed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it uses the counter-ambush methodology, and it really really tries to teach people to use what the body does naturally under stress, factor in what the body is likely to do under stress with, you know, various external and internal physiological changes uh, that we've probably all experienced, even if we've been in a car wreck or a heated argument. Exactly, exactly. And it, it factors that into the training. Clint, we're coming. So I, I really buy into that. Oh, it's Pardon? it's it's great stuff. It's great. So listen, we're coming up on the break. We're going to roll back. Before, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. How many people have you trained in the past year? In the past year, uh, probably close to a thousand. Thousand close, people. Maybe. Thousand people, my folks. Data to give you a straight answer. On this. <laughs> thousand people, folks. Stick around. We get back. We're going to talk about those thousand people. We're going to talk about activism. We're going to talk about more with our good friend Clint Macro. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? 
Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. All right, we're coming back a little earlier than I thought. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. You're live. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We're on the line with Mr. Instructor, Instructor Extraordinaire, Clint Macro. Uh, Clint, welcome back. Thanks for sticking out through the break there. Yeah, no problem, man. Clint, um, I hit you with a number. I asked you for a question. You gave me a number at the end there of how many people you had, uh, you had trained and, 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 and shown the way and shown the path to over the past year. And, and you said 1,000. A thousand. Now that's listen. You're not doing classes yeah, of, of five hundred at a time. You're 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 working your butt off, sir. Is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And just just to make sure, because somebody somewhere will will dig up. I publish <laughs> my numbers every year and post it on my trigger pressers group. Yes, you do. Uh, that that number close to a thousand is what I said. Includes like seminars and stuff too. Right. Most of my actual classes that I teach, I try to keep them low. I just do a lot of classes. So my normal registration is anywhere from you know, around six, six to eight people is typically what I like to try to do on my live fire classes, especially. Well, yeah, listen, and if you do that for 40 weeks out of the year, and then you do a couple of large, you know, capacity seminars, that, that's what you get. That's the numbers you get. Um, yeah. And, 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 yeah. And that's the yeah. way it rolls through. Listen, before we get to the end of the, uh, the segment, and, and instead of trying to uh, scrunch it in, tell everybody how they reach out to you and, and, and become, uh, uh, you know, one of your students. Oh, sure. Yeah. My website is triggerpressersunion.com. That's triggerpressersunion. And my schedule's on there. I keep it on the, the schedule page. And, of course, sign-ups and stuff. Just click on links, and it sends you all over the place, wherever you need to actually sign up, whether it's an NRA class, a USCCA class, one of the ICE courses, or, or something else that I might be teaching. I teach pretty much uh, standardized curriculum from the national training organizations but i do have a class of my own called byobr which is bring your own black rifle and uh, that it. one's uh it's a like an armor's course at the beginning we tear down put the gun back together for ar-15s and then we uh, go on the range and it's in the context of use of an ar for uh, a defensive self and your loved ones in the home or on your property but uh also aside from that man i've got national train of teacher day is coming up i'm i'm uh, one of the uh co-administrators of National Train of Teacher Day along with Grant Gallagher and that's happening this year on June 19th. So uh, training is offered across the country for teachers, school staff, administrators and, and anyone that works with youth in the leadership capacity for free and we got volunteer instructors all across the nation doing it on June 19th this year. And of course Meet the Pressers. Uh, you can see the, the channel on YouTube for Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory as my partner and me. And uh, we've got episodes coming out. Uh, actually, tonight we got an episode coming out with Pennsylvania Representative Daryl Metcalf that comes out at 6 p.m. this, this evening. Uh, and uh, Matt and I have some stuff going on with some classes we're doing down in, in uh, Georgia later this year. We're going to be doing a segment with uh, RackVet 8888. And while we're down there, we said, hey, let's teach a class. So we've got a class happening down there. I've got classes with the 
with the uh, PDN tour. So if you go in the PDNTour.com, you can see some of those dates as well. But, yeah, i got a lot of stuff going on, man. But most of it you can find through the Trigger Pressers Union website. Tell people how Trigger Pressers Union came about. And, uh, and listen, I'm a proud member of Trigger Pressers Union. I've even got a little special honor in it that, that just still blows me away to this day. But, but tell people what, what, it, what Trigger Pressers Union is and how it came about. Well, I mean, it was, it was first off just a name for my company because the first couple classes I taught was like Clint. Clint instructor, you know, when <laughs> you're first starting, you, know, you got to have a business, right? You have to set the yeah. business up properly. So uh, the Trigger Pressers Union came about. I was actually trying to convince some guys at the Sportsman's Club to go to a rally in, in Harrisburg. And, you know, if anyone understands club politics, like the defensive pistol guys could care less about the trap shooting. And yeah. The trap guys could care less about ARs. And yeah, you know, they, everyone's got these Less about the cowboys, cowboy shooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, and I said, come on, guys, we all press triggers here. And I thought, ooh, <laughs> press triggers, we all press triggers. And then later that night I went home, and I don't know how I came about it, but I saw a logo for uh, a union. Uh, and you know how most union logos have, like, two hands that reach together, yep. like shaking hands or something? Yep. And I thought, trigger pressers union, yeah, and that's where the logo came from. It's so, cool. It, it reminds uh, me of... Uh, what it turned out to be... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, what it's turned out to be wasn't just, it, it is my business, but it started a community, man. And so the people that I've come in contact, I've met like so many great people that have formed this little support network of different instructors who, you know, in some people's eyes, we would be competitors, but we've really tried to help one another out. And it's really helped spread the gospel and make life a lot easier for each other. And, and it's turned into this, this network, this uh, uh, instructor network. And so... You were you are officially the uh, head of local number two, right? Local number two, Orlando, Florida, Trigger Pressures Union, representing. Yeah, yeah. So maybe someday we get a rain set up and we can actually make it make it like a brick and mortar thing. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, we, we will. In fact, uh, uh, that's something that uh, we'll talk about offline. Uh, you know, we're doing the uh, the train a teacher day. That's something uh, I want to we want to be part of down here as well because we've got uh, time and I'm doing some substitute teaching at a couple of schools recently, and so uh, you know. I think we can we can make that happen. So that's 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 really cool. But I I love the trigger pressures union. I love the logo. It reminds me of like a like an old school AFL CIO uh, logo, a pipe fitters kind of logo. Uh, it's it's really cool. And yeah. and and what you, and what you do is just uh, is is just is just amazing. Um, uh, Clint, a couple minutes left. I want to talk about your activism there in Pennsylvania uh, and 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 what you're doing there to fight for Second Amendment rights, which is a separate genre than just being an instructor you know that a lot of times being an instructor and being a gun owner doesn't necessarily mean you're a second amendment advocate but you are yeah i mean you know so many times in training we teach people about like gun retention and, and you coming from law enforcement know that that's a big part of defending yourself is being able to keep control of your firearm right not just shooting it but making sure the bad guy can't get their hands on it but too often times people don't consider that legislators are trying to take your gun away from you. So how can you protect your family if all of a sudden you've got some legislator somewhere that, you know, with a stroke of a pen, makes it so that you can't own the firearm that you have to protect your family? So that's really kind of how I got started in it. And I try to educate all the people I come in contact with and to get involved. You know, most people, they can tell you, like, the serial number of their pistol, but they can't tell you what, who their representative is. Right. You know, locally or, or federally. So um, 
been involved with that here. It, it started off as just helping out here and there, passing out flyers, and now I'm I'm the uh, second vice president of Firearms Owners Against Crime, and I'm the president of the Allegheny County Sportsman's League. And so, yeah, I, when I jump into something, man, I, I jump both feet first and go full bore on it. So uh, it, it does take up quite a bit of time because it's volunteer, but I think it's necessary. You know, we need to, everyone needs to do what they can, and that doesn't mean everyone needs to dedicate 100% of their time, but even if you just spend like 10 minutes a week just sending out a few emails on some pro-gun bills or, or reminding people that they work, you know, uh, legislators that they work for the citizens if they're considering an anti-gun bill, and be in contact with them, talk to them, let them, you know, become their gun guy, because most legislators don't really know anything about firearms, so be a reference for them and help to reach out and educate them. Yeah, that's super important. That's super important to, and, and to let them know that you're out there and you're not just uh, a, a, a cut and paste email, that you, that you exist and that you can, you know, you're willing to speak and will speak uh, to them or, 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 you know, speak on the, the House floor, speak outside. I remember when uh, uh, we had the expo there in, in Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, you had, uh, you were out there you know, politic and trying to get everybody involved in what was going on in Allegheny County and, and all of the, uh, you know, the anti-gun legislation that we were facing at the time. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we uh, the two different organizations, we had several different suits, and, and really all those are still ongoing. The ordinances were knocked down. Uh, we got them knocked down, but of course, as you understand, the appeals process is a thing that continues to go on, and unfortunately, we don't have someone like Mayor Bloomberg to fund everything that we do, so... Yeah. They can just keep spending the money and keep appealing it. So we have a couple cases in Pennsylvania. There's, we, uh, there was a preemption violation in Harrisburg. Firearms only against crime sued them. Joshua Prince was our, was our representative, and he beat them. And we won in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Allegheny County Sportsman's League suit in Pittsburgh was deemed, quote, moot because firearms owners against crime won. So I appealed that one. Well, I didn't actually, but of course. Sure. Uh, Josh did, but we appealed that court, that case, so that's ongoing. Pittsburgh and Harrisburg both appealed their cases, but right now, Firearms Owners Against Crime, we've got several, several cases in different kind of states uh, throughout the throughout the Commonwealth because we've got a lot of counties, municipalities that have violated preemption, and we'll that's take it. them to the mat, man. We got to you got to do that. That's it, Clint. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, let's let's do this again soon. Let's get you back on. Let's let's do all of that. I, I love following what you're doing. Uh, TriggerPressersUnion.com is that is that the the, the good catch-all? TriggerPressersUnion.com is the best place to to see what's up. TriggerPressersUnion.com, folks. Check out Clint. He travels all over the country to do the training, folks. Until next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. 
concealed in plain sight, and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com, because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room You are live. Here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. That's the magswag.com studios. Promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I will be guiding us through the last hour of the program here. Eh, maybe a little bit less than an hour because we start like four or five after. So if you're really a stickler, it's, it's probably more like uh, 53 and a half minutes. But you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, hey, let me go around the room real quick who's and introduce counting? you. Yeah, I mean, who's counting? Who's really counting? Um, let me introduce you to my uh, compatriot that's joining me here today. My, my co-host, my extraordinaire uh, uh, intellectual colleague, truck driver, uh, firearms instructor. I, I don't know what else I'm missing, Earl, but it's, I know there's plenty. Uh, please welcome back to the to the show the great 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 grandson of daniel boone please welcome him back his name is earl good to be back earl you and i got interviewed was it um monday monday afternoon tuesday afternoon i think it was monday afternoon uh, uh yeah it was monday local local fox news uh and folks if you've if you've ever uh listen or watch to anything we've done with the with the Second Amendment Foundation, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. We've always talked to you about how to get involved with your local community, local news media when it comes to the Second Amendment and Second Amendment activism. Um, you just heard that from Clint Macro, what he did and how he started that. One of the ways I, I did it was, uh, listen, we have this radio show Earl and I are on. Uh, you know, Kevin is also a part of this show. Uh, Major Bill's a part of this show. And... Um, we, we kind of uh, ingrained ourselves to our local uh, news media as uh, as subject matter experts when it comes to certain things. And we got a phone call uh, Monday to uh, to talk about the shooting outside of Minneapolis there with the uh, the officer, the former police officer that confused her her Glock with her taser. Um, Earl and I had the opportunity uh, to meet with the local Fox News. That's the only ones we get to meet. Nobody else is calling, by the way. Uh, it's only Fox News that, that yeah. even tries to represent both sides of the story anymore when it comes to the Second Amendment. And, and Earl, I want to I say it right now, publicly, and I have not posted it yet on our, on our, on our, on our Facebook page or anywhere else, uh, that uh, I did my part, and then after you did your part, I was like, well, what am I even here for? 
<laughs> but I'm just, I mean, Earl just nailed it, like home run out of the park. I don't even know why I'm even here. So, so, uh, so, uh, I mean, a great job, sir, uh, for 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 your little piece there. Thank you, thank you. I I did notice the you know the how much they will you know they they didn't chop it up to try to frame it differently, but they, they we we spoke for quite a few more minutes that were actually aired. I'm like. All that time I was talking, they took that. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, it was what a, honestly, it's what they're, I mean, the, you know, you and I were, the, the actual interview of us was maybe a minute. Right. Right. Folks, if, if you're not uh, familiar with the story. It's going to get cut down. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the story outside of, of uh, Minnesota last weekend, and I believe we talked about it, you had an, had an officer that, uh, um, was in a stressful situation. She had, I think, 26 years on the job. And, uh, we still don't know. I still don't know, you know what level of force they were at. They have not clarified that. Uh, you know, um, I don't know if it was just active physical or a deadly force situation. She meant to pull her taser. She yelled, taser, taser, taser. And then, bang, and you heard her say, uh, crap, you know, that was that was my gun, not my taser, or something along those lines. Um, and, uh, you know, and listen, what it came down to, and, and, and what, what Earl and I discussed was... Um, that shouldn't happen. We know that shouldn't happen. But the reason that happens is because uh, you've defunded the police. You've taken and, and the first place the money goes is the training budget and the equipment budget. And if you cannot train and you cannot equip properly, this is what's going to happen. Over the past 10 years, the policy has changed with use of tasers, where it's worn, how it's holstered, what hand you use with it, and what it looks like. <laughs> you know, instead of being looking just like a Glock, now it, it's this yellow Star Trek The Next Generation phaser-looking thing. But many agencies don't have that, and they're still carrying it strong side. They're still carrying it looking like a gun. And, and, and I'm sorry, that's what happened. That's what happened. She got, she got so tense. Yeah. She, all the warning signs to say, this is not your gun, this is not your taser, were not there. Right, and, and a lot of people bring up that she's a 26-year veteran, and that was something that you and I talked about that unfortunately what well, i mean if if they would have aired everything that uh you and i you know talked to the reporter about it would have been a half hour long segment right but she was 26 year veteran of of the the, the force and had tr- you know had been receiving training on a taser for the last 10 years so that's 15 years of training that had to be overwritten, yeah. And in a in a high stress situation, unfortunately, as as we witnessed, that didn't happen. Yeah, and what what we're all saying, folks, is that again, she the first fifteen years of her career, where that muscle memory occurs in the academy in those first couple of years, she didn't have that. Um, I, I'll give you the prime example: uh, a deputy Peterson with the Broward County Sheriff's Office at the Parkland shooting. Been on the job for, you know, 25 years. The first 23 years of his career, he was taught during an active shooter situation. You go to the, uh, you go to the exit point, you secure it, and wait for SWAT. And guess what he did? That's exactly what he did. He, he did exactly what he was trained for 23 of his 25 years as a law enforcement officer. And then the stress hits, and guess what you remember? The thing that you have created the muscle memory on, what you've done for 23 of your 25 years. She did, Earl, what she was trained during the first 16 years of her 26-year career. I don't know that I could fault her. I mean, obviously, what happened was a tragedy, and you never want to see that. But, 
you, you, you got to understand. You know, folks, it's, it's, you've been driving right. a stick shift your whole life, and now you're in an automatic. Guess what the first thing you do when you go to, you go to stop suddenly is? You slam on the imaginary clutch. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. Oh, I, I, I experience that all the time on this new shift. I've been given an automatic truck, and for, you know, five years I had a truck, a manual transmission truck, and I had to depress the clutch to start it as a safety feature. I don't know how many times I'm, I'm taking my left foot and I'm smacking the floorboard with it as soon as I turn the keys. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't need that now. I, I remember my father when we bought a, uh, they bought, my parents bought uh, a new Chevy Lumina, uh, the car, not the van. And, uh, a Lumina? Lumina, uh. a Lumina. And he, and he got in it and um, was, uh, was having uh, one of those days and uh, he went to slam the, uh, the gear shifter, the prundle, into park. And um, it, was not on, it was not on the steering column anymore. That's where the turn signal was. <laughs> or excuse me, that's where the, that's where the, the, the controls for the, the wipers were. And when he went to slam it into park, he ripped it completely from the steering column because now the prundle was down on the floor. <laughs> and so... So I've, <laughs> muscle memory. I watched him rip off the the the, the windshield wiper control from the, the steering column. So it happens. It happens, uh, folks. Yep. You're, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We get back after the break as long as all goes well. The chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio, Doctor John Adine, will be joining us. Doctor John. <laughs> The Caltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. I just missed him. If he doesn't call back in That's time, okay. he just texted would you me be able to poke him and tell him to, to give a call back? Yeah, doing it right now. Gun check doing it right now. All right, perfect. Thank you. A family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. All right, there we go. Everyone should be on. All right. Oak Distillery. All right. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, 
Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by Max Law Orlando. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arm. You are live. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. That's the magswag.com studios. Earl, we're just rolling along. This thing's uh, this thing's rocking today. It's almost oh, like yeah. it's on cruise control. This is a uh, you listen. As long as long as I don't screw this up, this should be a pretty good program. We should we should do all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past you. All right, listen. We we still got three segments for me to fall flat on my face here. So you know, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm I got uh, I got uh, I got both fingers crossed here and uh, and my and my legs crossed and uh, that's probably what's going to end up bringing me down as all because I'm walking with my legs crossed. So. Um, Hey, uh, on the line with us, we have uh, another, another uh, uh, listen, an absolute asset to the program and a, and a good friend uh, has been with us for many years. Please welcome back to the program the Chief Surgeon of Arms Room Radio, Dr. John Adine. John. 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 Dr. John, welcome back to the program, sir. Oh, thanks. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Every time I listen to that theme song, it cracks me up. Listen, we're, we're, <laughs> we'll, we'll put that on DVD for you, or uh, you know, we'll send it out. We may, maybe we'll make a video for it also. And uh, I think that's got the potential go. to go top ten. I really do. I think that's that's got that kind yeah, of uh, the production value right there that that really screams, uh, you know, seven years of college, internship, uh, residency. It, it's just it that the five minutes we put into that, sir, just it says everything. It says everything. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> um, uh, Doctor John, th- thank you for coming on the program. Um, listen, we got you for we're gonna get you for two segments today, um, and I want to break this up so the folks who are listening. We're gonna talk to you talk to you first about um, the um, 
you, you just went through an, uh, an, an, another incredible class. You, you, are the, you are the class taken man. Most doctors are out there taking CEU credits for medical stuff. Um, you do that as well. I don't want to imply that you don't. But you also seek to, to expand your knowledge in firearms through – you've taken all the basic courses. You're down to taking all the instructor courses now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. You know, I, I just got the Range Master certified this, uh, this past weekend. In fact, um, as you well know, Mike, he texted me and was like, hey, can you come join us for, for a segment? Uh, sorry, I'm on the range. <laughs> yep. So, but, uh, yeah, so it, it basically it's a, it's a three-day, uh, you know, instructor class and, and He's taught by Tom Gibbons, who you know started Range Master years and years and years ago, and he's you know one of these guys that he's kind of one of the gurus of of, the, of, of our um, I guess our, our, you know, instruction instruction, and he's put together quite a, a cadre of people too. You know, he's got the guys from Shiv Works, and he's got um, just all kinds of good people. I did a class. About a month ago, with Brian Hill, who's another range master instructor. Yes. So, um, so I'm now now in that in that uh, cadre. And, you know, the, you walk into the classroom the first morning, and there's a 237 page syllabus sitting there. And oh yeah, you're going to have to score 90 percent or better on all the tests that we give you, including the written test at the end. So, you know, not only do you have to, to score a very high level on the shooting stuff, one of which is the FBI call, and the other one is the range master qualification, which is even harder than the FBI call. So um, I managed to get through, you know, three days and, um, uh, and get, to, you know, get through the qualifications pretty well. Uh, there's a, a cadre of really good uh, students. Uh, people from all kinds of different walks of life. You know, some people were military. One guy was an EMS guy. He had a, a clinical psychologist. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's just a, a, a group. You know, there are there certainly were you know our share of ex-military. Some uh, I don't know if there were any law enforcement, but uh, it was uh, I think 18 students, and uh, not everybody passes. This is not a gimme. You know, it's a it's a fairly difficult. Uh, class and you know he starts off with you know not only you know the four safety rules but how do you explain them what's the rationale behind them how do they inter interlock to uh, to uh, avoid uh, you know adverse events I wouldn't even call it accidents but just adverse events because uh, most of the time when, when guns go off it's because somebody put their buzzer hook on the bang switch exactly and, right uh, yeah you know it, it depends. It depends on where the muzzle's pointed at, so whether there's, uh, you know, damage or, you know, disaster. Um, you know, the bullet's got to go somewhere. Uh, you know, all, any bullet that's launched out of a gun has, has to hit something sooner or later. And, if, and uh, whether it's harmless or whether it's not, it really depends on sometimes luck. Um, but uh, you know, and then we also get to, gets into adult teaching methods and you know, how adults learn, and you know. So I mean, it's it's a comprehensive um, class. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, I can't say enough good things about it. And uh, the other bonus is that now I get to go to the the uh, instructor reunions, which is more learning. So there's one in June, so I'm probably going to go to that as well. It's going to be down uh, outside of Athens, Georgia. So. 
I might even visit our good friend Mark when I'm out there. So. Yep. Oh, over at the uh, at the AAR Ranch, uh, you get to see the new studio. So he's got a brand new studio. He's done. Um, yes. uh, uh So that that'd be great. In fact, uh, oh yeah, no, I've seen the pic- I've seen the pictures. <laughs> when uh, that's all right, folks, you you've heard him on here before, folks. Another another good friend of the program, Mister Mark Walters from Armed American Radio, and uh, uh, you know, Doctor John, if you let us know those dates, we may either come up there for uh, to be involved with uh, you know some of the training, or perhaps just to meet you over at. Uh, AAR Ranch to to uh, enjoy some of the uh, 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 evenings uh, relaxation festivities. I'll be honest, Mike. You want to join well, in on the monkey pile on Mark? I do want to join the monkey pile on Mark. The monkey pile on Mark is always the best part. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. But you better hurry up and get range master instructor qualified because otherwise there's no invitation to to the uh, to the actual training part. You have to be a range master instructor. Oh no! Listen, I'm not going. That's the beauty of that. I don't plan on being an instructor. I I planned on being one of the uh, one of the recipients of the uh, the beatdown. You know, you, you guys, you, you always need opposition okay. forces, and that's that's all I was going to do. I was going, I was going to be a role player. Yeah. that's my that's my job in life. Now, okay, to be a role player. You get to be you get to be beaten on. That's good. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's uh, so we need some of that. I guess here, here and there. I'm not sure exactly what goes on at this thing. This will be my first one, so. Uh, I know that they're, they're going to be uh, teaching, teaching us. There is a shooting part, but there's also a lot of other things about how to be an instructor and what you know lessons learned from from folks. Um, you know how how did we do it? How do we you know set up our, our our training company and how do we you know market and how to you know how do we get people to come take the classes? Which is, as you know, is a difficult thing. You know, only like one percent of gun owners ever take a, a class. Beyond sealed carry license class, so it, it's it's a it's a difficult thing, and you know, you know, we all we both know that um, there's something called the Dunning Kruger effect. Right, right. right? That, yeah, when you don't know anything, you think you know more than you know, and then as you learn more, you realize you don't know much until you become an expert, and then you know what you know, and uh, you know, uh, and so. People who um, who just buy, you know, like all these eight plus million new, new gun owners don't even know what they don't know, and so that's why it's important for instructors to get out there and to, to share the knowledge, so that people can do what they need to do, as far as being safe, safe gun handling, and then also knowing when you should use force and when not to use force, uh, you know, you know. The, color codes of awareness, all those things that are very, very important. Um, and that that's the kind of stuff that we can pass on that will actually have major uh, effect in the long term on, on people's uh, lives. You know, they, uh, it may save their life or keep them out of jail, one or the other. Right, right, exactly. So that's, that's an important thing. I, I, I know that um, I have... Listen, over the years, taking just just many many courses, and it didn't matter in what realm it was in. But it wasn't until I think you get to the instructor level that you have that sense of uh, of mastery almost. You know, listen, there's always room to improve and always to continue to learn. Um, but once you get to that level, that's when you you almost have that enlightenment, like, oh, oh, I get it now. Now, now, now I understand it. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean. I mean, those who teach, you know, those are the ones who, that's where you really get your your education. When you start teaching things, you have to understand not only the, the basics, 
but the things behind it. Why do we do this? Because people are going to ask you those kind of questions, and it's important that, that you're an expert, because right. you will be their expert. Right. You'll be the person that they will come to when they have a question. After you've taught them, they're going to they're going to get on the phone or email you and say, "Hey, I have a question about this. What, what do I do?" Exactly. Dr. John, uh, we're coming up on the break here. Stick around. We're going to do some Fallen Hero, then bring you back. We're going to talk a little uh, little, little vaccine uh, uh, knowledge, if that's all right. Sure. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan. Good communication, Mike. Got American it. Soldiers Sounds good. Are it worked. Playing video games. Yeah, we had you both on one pot, so we had to switch it over, and uh, I think that fixed everything. I heard it. I heard. I heard the. Uh, the I heard the pot break. Yep. There are DV. Sounded good, man. All right. And guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was yeah. more surreal than anything. You're under fire. You're yeah, you're like in the studio. This is like There's what you want. But I was like, there was the explosion, like, wow. and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next? And how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that yeah, time. Yeah, this is the... Peer visitors, people who have uh, been where I had been before, to, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. Learn more We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov. Back in one minute. One minute. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. 
you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagQuack. But you guys live. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant Paul J. A. Tim died April 17, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. A. Tim, 27, of Green Bay, Wisconsin, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 32nd Infantry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 10th Mountain Division, Fort Drum, New York. Sergeant Atim died of wounds, suffered April 16th in Ahmed Khan, Afghanistan, when insurgents attacked his unit with an improvised explosive device. He was in his second deployment to Afghanistan when he was killed. He deployed the previous month. Atim leaves behind a child and is survived by his mother, according to the Defense Department. A native of Uganda, Atim attended the University of Wisconsin Green Bay for two semesters in the fall of 06 and 05. He came to the United States from Uganda in pursuit of a better life and shortly afterward joined the military to serve his country. He joined the Army in November of 2006, completed training at Fort Jackson in South Carolina, and was assigned to Fort Benning, Georgia, and Fort Bragg, North Carolina before transferring to Fort Drum in December of 2010. Army Sergeant Paul J. A. Tim, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Folks, if you know anybody that you'd like to hear on the Fallen Heroes segment of the program, just reach out to us. Uh, the best way is probably the uh, Facebook, uh, go to the, the arms, facebook.com slash armsroomradio and send us a message there. Uh, it seems to, when you're on mobile phones and stuff like that, it's easier, it's easier to get those alerts there. So, so please check, uh, check us out there. Um, hey, on the line with us, we have the chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio. Uh, please welcome back to the program, Dr. John Adine. John. 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 Dr. John, welcome back to the program, sir. Hello, thank you. Um, uh, Dr. John, before, before we jump into your, your segment there, Major Bill has a message. He wanted to say thank you for please uh, taking his segment again, uh, that the only person he's willing to give the segment up to uh, as the Chief Law Enforcement Officer is the Chief Surgeon, uh, Dr. John Adine, so he thanks you for that. He wanted us all to know that he's on the way to watch some minor league hockey because his goal in life is to bring the bloodshed back to hockey. As are, those are his words, not mine. So I just, I just wanted everybody to know that. Um, uh, 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 Dr. John, um, uh, again, we, we covered your range master and everything last segment. Before we jump into the next topic, though, um, tell everybody uh, about DRGO and how they can follow you and see what you're doing. Sure. Our website is drgo.us. Uh, we also have 2adoc.com, which is a matching service. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, and that's where a lot of action happens. Not only do we post our 
uh, blog articles there, but uh, in addition to our regular website, but there's also a lot of uh, just interesting stuff, a lot of good conversation. Our, our website is also a uh, kind of a vast fund of knowledge for a lot of stuff in the, you know, where medicine and the Second Amendment uh, uh, interact. Uh, for instance, this past week there was a bill in the Texas legislature, and so I was able to send the white paper that we did in 2017 uh, uh, about the Hearing Protection Act. Right. And so that's good data to send to your legislators. So there's things like that on our website. So it's a really good resource. In fact, we've we've seen that uh, a couple of states now around the country and even in the federal government uh, recently looking at the Hearing Protection Act again. So, listen, I'm I'm, I'm sure, if not, uh, you know, positive, hoping that they're they're checking out the the paper that you authored there. Yeah, well, you know, I, it wasn't me that authored. It was four ear, nose, and throat surgeons, two of which deal with sensory neural hearing loss. In other words, noise loss of hearing, the stuff that happens when you get a gunshot. So, I mean, we have experts in all kinds of different fields. Uh, you know, we have people expertise in psychiatry, trauma, uh, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. People have been doing this stuff for a long time. So we have a lot of good experts that, that can provide useful information. Uh, and and, and it, it's it's the perfect place to go, folks, drgo.us or 2adoc.org uh, to follow along and to get this uh, this incredible. Dot com. Dot com. 2adoc.com. There we go. Sorry. My bad. My bad um, to do this. Um, uh, Dr. John, listen, uh, I know you're, you're uh, an extraordinary pediatric orthopedic surgeon, but you're also a, a medical professional, uh, a, you know, a medical doctor. Um, there was some news that came out this week about vaccines. And, and again, I, I know you're, you're not uh, an immunologist, uh, immunologist, I said it wrong. Um, but uh, what, what can you tell folks out there that are watching the news this week and seeing all this uh, information about some of the vaccines now being put on hold? Right. Well, you know, the one that they're talking about is the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, which is an adenovirus um, that is, you know, they engineer to make viral proteins. Okay. okay. And there's also another one called from AstraZeneca that's, that's not in the U.S., but it's a European one, and they've been seeing the same problem. And the problem is something called sagittal, sinus venous thrombosis okay now that's a fancy word for there's a big big vein in, in the top of your head that sits between the two lobes of your brain that drains the blood out of your brain and that's called the sagittal sinus well th- that they get that basically clots off because th- there's some type of an immune thing going on where you don't have pla- enough platelets and you get this uh almost paradoxical clotting because i mean you need platelets to clot but when you don't have platelets normally you bleed but in in this case um you actually clot off that that sagittal um sinus Um, interestingly this also happens with heparin in some cases it's not a common occurrence but it's it's been known and and really they're thinking that this is uh, some type of uh kind of an abnormal immune response. And interestingly, it's more common in women than men. Hmm. Uh, and in, in relatively healthy people, too. It's not, it's not something that you see in, you know, it, you know, I mean, the older people get it, too, but it's, it's just as common in younger people as older people. 
And hep- so, heparin you know, is a, is a, is a blood whole, thinner, for those listening along. Heparin is a blood thinner. Correct. Correct. And, and it's, it, they see a, a similar uh, you know, syndrome that happens with the, with the heparin, and, and it's probably some kind of a oddball immune response. But this goes to tell you that, you know, first of all, there is no such thing as a safe vaccine. All of them have potential adverse effects, including death. Okay? Right. The question which you have to do is ask, what are my risk-benefit ratios? There you go. And and I don't don't think people are doing that. I think people are... Yeah, Yeah, no. I think I think well, people because, are people you know, are hearing the uh, go get the vaccine, go get the vaccine, and they're just going to get it. They're not even doing that, right? You know, and and, and you have to ask yourself who profits from that. You know, because you always got to follow the money. You right. realize that True. there's literally billions of dollars at stake because the government is buying all of these vaccines. So, you know, the the, the kind of the uh, uh, the big pharma is is pushing this, and, and they're using the people in the government to do that because they, they can make you know big money on it. You know, we look at some of the older drugs that that we know have some effect on the virus, um, but they're they're all generic, and there's nobody there's, nobody's going to make any money off of it. Right. So they they kind of poo poo a lot of that stuff. Um. So you know, I, I'm a uh, call me cynical. I'm a skeptic. Um. You know, and then you know the, the two common drugs that the two common vaccines that we have now, you know, the Moderna and the Pfizer, are both mRNA viruses, and there's only been one other vaccine that's that's used that technology, and that was Ebola. And interestingly, now they're talking about a new Ebola um, outbreaks. You know, so there's that. something weird going on here. Yeah, you know, so so you got to ask yourself what the heck is going on, and then. How, how how much sense does it make to, to invite all these people to come across the border? Nobody's getting tested, right? And, and they just get dispersed. So, how how to keep a pandemic going? Well, let's bring in some new sources. And since you know, maybe we're getting herd immunity and we're getting vaccinated. Let's keep this thing going because that's what what it's all about. It's all about power and shutting down. Uh, you know, yep, shutting down the freedom. I guess. Dr. John, we're facing, uh, facing a break. Stick around. We're, 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 we'll take it into the last segment. Uh, folks, when we get back from the break, we'll have more with Dr. John Adine. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, everyone. This is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com, or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? 
Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off its next level training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around. All right, you guys are live. Dot-com studios. It's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. The MagSwag.com studios. On the line with us, we have a, a Dr. John Adine. Uh, Earl, you said something to me on the break. And again, I know that the best radio seems to happen on the break. Uh, we, Dr. John was talking about uh, the math of, of this, this uh, the disease and the vaccine. What did you tell me? A patient cured is a customer lost. That's 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 really what it comes down to when you're talking about a uh, uh, big pharma and, and, and things like that. Um, uh, Dr. John, and just to kind of sum up where we, we left off with you was um, if you don't you need to do the math, you need to do the math and figure out if you and I don't mean the math, the money wise, you need to do the percentages, you need to do the analysis. Do you need this vaccine? If you're in one of those, you know, if you're somebody that has no risk and, and you're, you have no exposure chance, why are you why are you taking the chance? And go getting this vaccine. I, I, I don't. I, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand the the sheep being told to go get this uh, to go get the the vaccine, and they're doing it, Doctor John. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I agree. You know, I, again, I think if you follow the money, I think there's there's certainly a motivation there. There's also a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, for instance, this is something that happened to me a week ago. My parents, both of whom have had COVID, one of whom ended up in the hospital and who actually has a little neurologic deficit after, wow. uh, after the, you know, the disease and got all the standard treatments in the hospital, um, they, they were telling me, oh, we're going to go get the vaccine next week. <laughs> I said, what? Why are you getting the vaccine? You've had the wild virus. Yeah. Okay, there's no such thing as a better than a vaccine that's better than what you've already had. Okay, you, the whole purpose of the vaccine is to expose your immune system to some of the proteins of the virus, so that when you when that wild virus hits your system, your immune system recognizes it and turns on and, and kills the virus, so it keeps it from infecting your cells. So, you know, you do not need to get a vaccine. If you ha- if you've already had the virus, the other thing is you know, there are s- several different strains out there. The South African strain and stuff like that. One of the studies that I saw actually said that people who have had the AstraZeneca, not the Ast- yeah the AstraZeneca vaccine actually did worse if they got that that strain of, of virus than if they, if they hadn't seen it at all. So there may even be some immune suppression effects 
with, with some of the, some of these vaccines. So they're, they're not all roses. You know, here's another here's another one of my favorite things. Okay, you and I are like watching baseball. I'm watching the Yankees right. just lost, but <laughs> but you know, there's guys out there running around outside wearing masks playing baseball. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. One of the first things one of the first things that we learned about this virus is that it's extremely sensitive to UV radiation. Right. And there have been zero zero cases of outside transmission or you know spreader events from outdoor uh, events. So it, this is all about training people to to be compliant. You know, Didi Gregorius wears a mask and he's out there playing shortstop, running around the bases. How the heck can you breathe in a mask? The other thing is those gator masks, you know, those things that are like, are like a turtleneck you yes. put over your face. Yeah. The studies have shown that that actually increases spread of the virus. If you have the virus and you're breathing through that, you're aerosolizing the virus and making it even more spreadable. So, I mean, these are all these, you know, these myths. And, and you know, it's, it's all about, about training people. I, I ride my bike. I see people out there, they're riding a bike or they're running or, and they're wearing a mask outdoors in the bright sunlight. Crazy. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the safest thing to be breathing your own, breathing your own exhaled gases. And, and, you know, I don't know whether you're going to have CO2 issues or not. just depends on how porous the masks are. But still, you know, people wearing masks. Here's, here's another quandary. Why is it that, that states like Florida and Texas have lower rates than places like New York and California where they've been shut down? Is, could it be that the fact that everybody's been shut down, there's not been any interaction, people's immune systems have been, uh, you know, suppressed? You know, vitamin D is a huge, important um, factor in, in getting, getting the, the virus. If you have high vitamin D levels, uh, you are less likely to get, even if you're exposed to the virus, to actually get sick from the virus to have it. And so I suggest everybody takes vitamin C supplementation at least, you know, 4,000 international units a day. And that, that and vitamin C will help you probably, if you haven't had it already, will may very well help you keep getting Because your immune system is the most important thing here. You know, it's not, it's, it's not whether you get the vaccine or you take drugs or anything like that. Um, Ever since I started taking all the vitamins and stuff, you know, usually I get sick two or three times a year just because I'm around kids all day long. Sure. I haven't gotten sick in two in two years. Yeah. Because I'm, I think a lot of it's because I've been taking a lot of the, the vitamins, and you know, you know, I've been taking hydroxychloroquine too, but that's probably not not related to you know influenza and those other viruses. Right. But but it's interesting how just taking all the good supplements. Um, it helps your immune system fight off all the kind of the usual and sundry stuff that's out there that most of the time we were, you know, we're susceptible to. So, no, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this thing. All I know is that they've treated this virus like something that we've never tr- treated before. We don't treat people early on in the disease process. We tell them, go home, isolate yourself until you're really sick and then come to the hospital and oh, oh, by the way, we don't really have a lot of effective treatments for you once you get there. And you know, I mean, once you hit the hospital, you you know, your chances of dying are, are pretty high. Fortunately, most of the people who get this, you know, they fight it off. But you know, 
it's it's a it's a bad virus. I've seen it, you know, happen, you know, in my own family. But you know, my my sixty year old brother and my ninety two year old dad made it through it without any trouble. So, you know, it's one of those weird things. There's also a subset of people who this thing kind of hangs on, and they have you know, like neurologic issues and breathing issues. Uh, and, and some of those are younger, relatively healthy people. So why aren't we treating people early on with things that have a fair chance of doing something? Um, whether you believe ivermectin is useful or not or whatever, uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there are conflicting studies out there. But, um, you know, not treating somebody and, and, and just letting the natural history go, and then you're having a subset of people who are, are chronically ill from it, you know, that's, that's I don't. A, I don't know what what they're doing. I mean, the ethics here are so is so they stink. Let's put it that way. There's something rotten in Denmark, and a lot of it has to do with Fauci and and, and uh, you know the CDC and whatever else is going on. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you guys realize that Fauci has something to do with developing this this virus in North Carolina before the OSHA said you got to get it out of here because it's too dangerous. So they sent it to Wuhan with three million dollars from Obama's, uh, you know, Obama's purse when and he was president. Another so. thing that stinks, Dr. John, you, you mentioned something, uh, a positive review of hydroxychloroquine. Thanks. You got a, just got us kicked off Twitter and YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. That's, that's what I'm saying, you know. And, 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 well, you know, you know, when they protest too much, you have to start asking yourself why. Why why does this all happen? Why is this happening? And I you know, over the past year I've been asking asking these questions. We've seen some of what what happened in, in you know, in some of the states, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Illinois, California, how they shut the things down and they they've literally destroyed the middle class. All the small businesses you know, they, they were not favored, you know, and big business was favored. And, and all these big businesses made billions and billions of dollars at the expense of the little guy. That's it. That's it. Listen, it's, so, it's, it's about, it's it, about control. Make, it's about control. And we saw that. Right. They took control of the middle class. The middle class had been empowered under the previous president. They'd been making more money. Corporations... Uh, you know those those that had been, been, been churning out products here in America had been had been had become uh, you know more powerful. It it was about control, and, and and that's that's what it was. And 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 I'm sorry, it's uh, this disease. Although it is deadly, no doubt. I'm not a, d- a disease denier by any means, any means, or a virus denier by any means. They used it to their uh, oppor- as their their opportunity to take control of the. Uh, of what was going on in this country. Dr. John, thank you for joining us, sir. Never, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Yep, never let a crisis go to waste. Exactly right. Exactly right. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. Thank you for joining us. Um, until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity 
turns to pure adrenaline. Right, right. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. You guys you guys still there? Hey, Mike. Is, is that man not an incredible amount of knowledge? I'm here still. Oh, there he is, hey, John. Thanks for joining. I just, I'm just, I'm bragging to these guys real quick. The, the, the amount of knowledge you have. I, we should be doing two hours a week with you alone. Oh, I guess we lost him. Oh, I guess we lost everybody. Damn it. Okay, folks, if you uh, if you got us here, uh, Doctor John Adeen, um Listen, if you're if you're in Texas and and you and you need. A uh, you know a, pediatri- a pediatric orthopedic guy and a pediatric or- orthopedic surgeon. Um, I, I'm not I'm not just saying this. He, I mean he's rated one of the top in the country, um, and he learned his bones um, in the military. You you know so that's uh, that that's where he's got that 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 vast amount of knowledge. You know that uh, comes at you hard and fast. So um, he is the uh, the Hawkeye Pierce and, uh, and and Trapper John MD of uh, of what's going on there in Texas. So. So check him out. That's uh, Dr. John Adeen, E-D-E-E-E-N, if you need him. Or if you want to do some training with him, get with him too. DRGO.us and 2ADOC.com. Till next week. See you next. See you then. See you you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.